Hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. Well, hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast. My name is Nate Trawick and I am joined today by Mike Walker. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, obviously this week is Memorial Day, so um, Memorial Day is uh, a time, uh, I know when I was a kid I always got Memorial Day and Veterans Day confused. Um, maybe you just want to kind of explain that to people, maybe they don't understand. Yeah, that's a, a great place to start. Um, Memorial Day is the day that we set aside time just to remember those that have fallen in service uh, and wars uh, for our country. Um it is not Veterans Day. Veterans Day is recognized on November 11th, and that is intended to recognize all serving veterans and uh, those serving now and veterans that are have served. Um, but Memorial Day is specifically focused on those that have sacrificed their life, given their life for the service of our country. And that is uh, what we want to focus on. So as a veteran, it's okay if you say thank you, but <laughs> really our focus is going to be on those that have fallen, and that's where we want to put the, the emphasis on, on, on that day. So. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe just before we get started, um, maybe it'd be good for people just to know a little bit more about you. Maybe just want to share a little bit about uh, who you are, family, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, Mike Walker, as you said. I've been here at Maysville for about uh, 15 years now. Uh, been in the area about 17 years. Uh, came here from the Army directly. Uh, came to work at a company called Huber Engineered Woods here in Commerce, Georgia. And have enjoyed that. Uh, we live in Jefferson. I've got a wife named Stephanie and two boys, Austin and Blake, and they have grown up in this church. Uh, and it's uh, awesome to see them uh, serving now in the church and uh, through music ministries and uh, enjoying to see that. So, um, yeah, we've uh, enjoyed being here. Uh, enjoy the civilian life. Can't believe it's already 17 years that I've been here. It oh, seems like it was yeah. just yesterday that we moved <laughs> here. Uh, originally from Mississippi, I uh, grew up there and then uh, moved around with the Army for a little while and then came here. Cool. Very cool. So uh, you mentioned, you know, in the Army, uh, maybe just want to share a little bit about that time, what brought you into the Army, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that uh, is interesting in your life. You see God just working in, in things behind the scenes. Uh, I grew up uh, just idolizing the army and military life and people that were in the military uh, began reading probably as early as seventh grade. I can remember reading uh, articles or and books about Vietnam and uh, World War II and just military history. I had uh, grandparents that served in the military as well and would talk to them about their service and, and just saw that life uh, that they served uh, and lived there. Um, so as I got older, I uh, got into my high school years, I felt this calling to go into the Army, and specifically the Army is where I was feeling directed. Um, I even applied to West Point at one point. I waited late in my junior year of uh, high school to apply and did not get uh, a commit uh, an acceptance through you had to have a, a congressional nomination. I didn't get a congressional nomination for that. And so it was, you could wait another year and try it again. And, and that was fine. But I felt, well, maybe God closed the door. Maybe that wasn't what God wanted for me. Uh, and moved forward, uh, went to a community college where I had full scholarships, went and did that for a little bit, and then moved to Mississippi State. And then when I moved to Mississippi State, I had an opportunity again, kind of presented uh, through RPC. 
and go through an ROTC program, and I could, within the two years, uh, be commissioned, uh, just like I would have if I had been going through the full time at uh, West Point. So looking at that, uh, God just opened up another door and mm. uh, presented me with a scholarship through that program, uh, went to basic training, realized this is where, again, where God had me laid, led to, to go. Um, through this whole process, again, like I said, you see God's hand working in your life. I never would have met Stephanie had we had I not gone this route versus going to West Point. If I had gone, I would not have met her at the community college I met her at. So God just opened, again, those doors and those pathways as we uh, move forward and, and still would end up following the dream that he had laid in my heart, but just a little different direction than my Mike had planned it to go, <laughs> So, which is much better uh, yeah. in, in the long, long scheme of things there. So went uh, into the Army that that way. So I graduated from Mississippi State as a second lieutenant in the, in the Army. I was a combat engineer officer. I went to some training, and then Stephanie and I moved to Fort Benning, Georgia for our first assignment. Spent about four years there. Uh, Austin was born there at uh, Martin Army Hospital. Uh, we went to, uh, during that time, I had an opportunity to deploy to Nicaragua for about three months, uh, right after Austin was born. Uh, so that kind of got me used to deploying with the kids. Uh, <laughs> not uh, not as fun as it had been, but uh, it's uh, one of those things that uh, it, it uh, opened my eyes to leaving my kids. Uh, so did that for a little bit of time. Uh, went to Fort Stewart, Georgia, a little bit later. Uh, was with the 3rd Infantry Division there. Uh, and during that time, we were deployed to uh, Kuwait and then eventually into Iraq. Mm. Uh, so spent some time with them. I came back from Iraq, and um, after that, went to Mississippi, trained National Guard units for a couple of years, mm. getting them ready to go to Iraq and Afghanistan. So at, after that point, that was 2005-ish, is when I got out of the Army and uh, came here to Georgia. Cool. So when you went to Kuwait, that was second Gulf War? It was the second one, yes. So. Cool. That would have been uh, 2002 that I went into Kuwait, uh, spent a few months preparing to go to war, and then in 2003 we crossed the border and went into our invasion of Iraq during the Iraqi Freedom cool. Operation. Cool. So obviously military shapes a lot about who you are. Um, I know probably a lot of people, uh, you know, they've seen you read scripture on Sunday mornings and lead the pledge and... Um, you know, that's obviously uh, played a lot into uh, to who you are. Um, how did your time in the military shape your faith? I mean, it seems like going into the military, there was already faith there. But how did that impact positively and negatively? Yeah, I'll say the, for the most part, it strengthened my faith. Mm. Uh, I was saved when I was 11 years old, grew up in church, was around church you know, every day the doors were open. Uh, I was in the church for the most part. Grew up uh, going to youth uh, camps every year. So my my faith was fairly strong at that point anyways, moving in and following God's will in my life. Uh, but it only strengthened it to be in the military. Uh, mm. Specifically, um, going to war. Uh, when you go... Uh, and when we got ready in 2002 to go to war, uh, you really see God's hand at work, and your you, uh, your mortality 
comes to light, <laughs> right, as you're getting ready to go into some, a situation like that. It only makes you think about it, uh, and, and you're going to have to address it at some point. Every one of us have to. Mm. So um, it makes you go through that process of um, I recognize that I am saved. I know mm. where my end is at. I know where uh, to be, uh, as Pastor Shane said this morning in service, uh, to be absent of the bodies with Christ. So I knew where my home was. Mm. Um, so I'd say a few things about uh, that experience. You know, Blake was born uh, September 9th, 2001. Two mm. days later, the towers were hit. On September 11, 2001, I was beginning the process. I was already back at work, beginning the process of taking command of a company uh, in the 10th Engineer Battalion, which is part of the 3rd Infantry Division. And as a company commander, I would have 150 soldiers uh, that I was directly responsible for. So little did I know that that day, almost a year to the date, would be the day that we deployed to Kuwait. Mm -hmm in preparation of going into uh, a war with Iraq, knowing that when we left, we were probably going that direction. So uh, September of 2002, I deployed this company of mine, and we, along with uh, portions of the 3rd Infantry Division, we moved over to Kuwait, began training, mm -hmm. uh, preparing for war, knowing that if the president decided we were going to cross the border and go, uh, and then in March, uh, March 20th of 2003, we did cross the border and made that uh, move into Iraq. Uh, what I saw from that process is I see that God just given a peace <laughs> that I can't explain. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. I felt the weight of knowing these soldiers were I was responsible for. I was responsible for their lives, the decisions I made good or bad could affect their lives uh just the weight of that was uh very stressful or could be stressful but just prayed god help me lead me direct me guide me in this and unbelievably for me that the peace he gave me to go through that process not that i was never scared or never afraid of things but he just gave me a peace that I can only explain as God to get me through that that process of mm. leading these troops and doing the things that uh, we had to do on a day-to-day -day basis, the training, the preparation, uh, going out and uh, leading these guys. At the same time, worried about my family and mm. taking care of them and doing what was right for them too. So it's uh, just amazing to see his hand at work in that. Um, and then seeing his hand of protection around you uh, many times in combat, the chances of um, being hit by rounds, by explosions, by anything, I mean, it's just there. That's just combat, right? So it's part of the process of knowing that you're going into a situation where you're going to be exposed to that. Mm -hmm. And you pray for that hedge of protection around you, your, your soldiers, and taking care of them. So I just saw God's hand at work in that as well. Um, on September, or uh, I'm sorry, on April 7th of 2003, we were in Baghdad, or just south of Baghdad. <laughs> and if you go back to April 7th, 2003, and you look at history, you'll see that there was uh, a couple of operations called Thunder Runs, where we basically sent uh, armored forces down 
through the middle of Baghdad, and that was the day we took Baghdad. That uh, was a should have been one of those days where you just celebrate. That's great. <laughs> we took this base or we took this town um, that we've been fighting for, but we also lost a lot of soldiers that day. And uh, about 11 o'clock that day, I had pulled my Humvee over to the brigade headquarters uh, right across the street from my little company headquarters, uh, really so I could get to the some of the radios that have larger antennas. You can listen in farther farther up into Baghdad, what was going on in the fight that was going on. And as I pulled up into that uh, kind of the parking area out in front of this building, uh, a surface-to-surface missile hit that building right in front of me. The explosion kind of knocked the, the shock wave, kind of you felt it in your chest, moved back against the seat of your the Humvee, um, rattled you a little bit. And then you realize there's people inside that building. You've got to we got to go do something. So mm-hmm. grab a um, fire extinguisher out of the Humvee, go in and start helping knock down some smolders, fires, and then also trying to get wounded people out of the, the building. Uh, I call it a building. It's more like a big courtyard where a whole bunch of Humvees and tents and everything were set up, and that was the mobile uh, headquarters. Um, in that event, uh, we lost three soldiers uh not specifically my soldiers from my company, but the brigade's uh, headquarters, uh, about three soldiers that were killed instantly in that, in mm-hmm. that uh, attack. Uh, two Spanish reporters that were there were killed instantly in that attack. And then two of my soldiers specifically had uh, burns or either shrapnel through a leg. One, one of them had shrapnel through a leg from the explosion, and we were carrying those guys out, make sure they got out safely and, and checked on everybody make sure we we went through that whole process again i see a minute two minutes later i would have been out of my humvee walking right through that courtyard right through where we were at um again god's hands of protection just Mm. around that event so i and i could probably name a few more things that you see in in that time period but it's just you just see god protecting you and you can you know you recognize him You, you sit back and think Thank you, God, that I was. Mm. You, you took care of me here. You have a different plan for me. You got some other mm. something else you've got for me to do, and try to stay focused uh, when I get back and stay humbled that He has protected me for some mm. reason, and yeah. and follow up with that. So, how when you think about your faith, and you know, just thinking about some of my buddies who've gone in the army, uh, different branches of the uh, the military. The military kind of has a reputation for having kind of your roughest, toughest guys. Um, And a lot of them live rough, tough lives. Mm. How did you see your faith help you get through that in a way that somebody who didn't have that faith would struggle with that? Yeah, I think that uh, one, uh, in this case, knowing that um, God is protecting me. That I have that faith in God, and that even if I did die in combat, even if I did die in war, that I knew where I was going, and mm-hmm. I knew my family would be taken care of. Um, so I had that again, that peace that you can mm-hmm. have. Uh, it, I could not see that peace in people that didn't have faith in God. There mm-hmm. were there's anxiety, there's concern, uh, not knowing what's going to happen. What's what's the impact of that? Mm-hmm. Um, also saw through that 
as you said, there's there's a there's a good many people that don't have a belief in God and, and have that rough lifestyle. But there's also a good many Christians there in, hmm. in that and one of the things that was cool was God really surrounded me with Christians in my company, hmm. in my uh, leadership group. So my executive officer who is my second in command of the company, if I were to be taken out for some reason, she would have taken over command of the company, uh, first lieutenant, uh, a Christian. Hmm. Good, uh, grounded uh, Christian lieutenant, and she had just come into that position not long before we deployed. Uh, they had transitioned out again. God's hand just working. I had a first sergeant who is my top NCO, the top non-commissioned officer, my kind of my battle buddy. Uh, we <laughs> called each other, and so when we were getting ready to deploy, I had one first sergeant. We got overseas, and then he had some family problems, had some issues, and some reasons why he had to go back home. And we took one of my other uh, non-commissioned officer and put him in charge. And again, he is a strong Christian, and he and I still talk today hmm. uh but it's it was just awesome to see god's hand putting that little team together of christians again to support i felt to support me yeah. when i needed that support uh to see that um i've also seen in my my career how even though the guys are rough and tough and they really uh, have maybe that rough exterior they still want to talk to somebody they still hmm. want to share concerns and they knew they could come to me uh, with things, come talk to me. I'm, you know, they'd say you're you're different. There's some, something different about you, and it, it's all God. That's all God working in mm-hmm. our lives, right? So, um, they knew that I was Christian, that I um, that I acted different. Maybe I didn't drink like some of the other guys did, and they would see that. And so they would uh, that in itself, on one hand, get me. Uh, some guys make fun of me a little bit, <laughs> pick on me a little, which was fine. Yeah, that was part of the thing. Uh, but then also I, I saw um, people would also say, well, because Mike doesn't do it, we won't do it. I won't do it. And mm-hmm. I've had, I had a guy uh, just – I was invited to a party. as one of those team group building, team thing, bonding things, and you're expected to be there. It's not like you, you really have an option to not be there. So you, you be there, and uh, I would bring a, a six-pack of uh, Cokes. <laughs> so I had something that I knew I could drink and, and be okay with it. And uh, I had one of the guys come up to me. I can remember he said, well, Mike, I don't want to drink either. Could you? Can I have one of those? Yeah, be glad to. But it's just one of those things you had the chance to, t- to set an example and help somebody else out, help somebody else feel um, comfortable standing up against the norm, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, in that case. So um, so I see, I just see God's hand, you know, working through that whole process. Uh, nothing Mike did in that. It's all, all God working there. Hmm. So obviously, you know, this week being Memorial Day, um, something I, I think about a lot is, you know, we have this country, America, we're given these freedoms to practice religion. You know, we can uh, record podcasts, we can post stuff on the internet, we can meet on Sunday mornings, we can meet on Wednesday nights. Um, a lot of places around the world don't have those freedoms. Um, America you know, obviously founded on Judeo-Christian values, but in a lot of ways today, not explicitly a Christian nation. Um, in fact, in a lot of ways, it's trending the other way. Mm. Um, but nevertheless, we still have the freedoms that we have as Christians today. Um, and, and we're grateful for those things. 
And, you know, obviously Memorial Day is a time for us to remember those, like you mentioned earlier, who have paid the ultimate sacrifice um, for our freedoms. Um, But one thing I've thought about is just as Christians, Memorial Day should almost mean more to us than it does your average American. Um, You know, we've been afforded the freedom to practice our religion um, in a way that many Christians throughout church history have not had. Um, The life that we live here in America is not the normal life of Christians throughout history. Um, Many Christians throughout history, as again, Pastor Shane mentioned this morning, and even early church, Rome, you know, burning people at the stake. And that's, that seems to be the normal thing for Christians throughout history. Um, But for whatever reason, God's blessed us at this time in this place in history to live in a country that that's not the normal um, how can we as Christians, um, what, what can we do to honor those men and women who have died for our freedoms? I think that, uh, one, Memorial Day for, for veterans, I don't want it to be a, such a solemn day that we are not having a good time, right? I, um, we want to remember those that have sacrificed their lives, right? Uh, we want to we want to remember. Uh, I think about there's a few people I think about on this day. Uh, one is a buddy of mine named Jim Ahern. Uh, Jim was a company commander with me when we crossed the border into Iraq uh, in the 10th Inst- engineer battalion he was the bravo company commander i was the headquarters company commander and we you know we were there together we rode back on the same plane from from iraq when we uh, changed command um overseas there in fallujah so he was a good friend um a few years later in 2007 he would be killed in the ied attack uh mm-hmm. back again he was on another deployment uh had been uh there for a while uh had actually from my understanding, had been hit by an IED the day before. His vehicle was hit by an IED. Everything it hit in a place where it didn't hurt the vehicle bad and it didn't hurt anybody in the vehicle. Uh, but the thought process was kind of like lightning strike and you wouldn't think it's going to happen again. And unfortunately, the next day, an IED hit it and killed him instantly. Um, I remember, you know, people like him and again a number of other soldiers that uh, are friends that that died in combat later on um but they don't want to be remembered in a in a uh, solemn way they want to be celebrated hmm. life is celebrated uh we want, I, the way i look at things on on memorial day i want to go out and cook some hamburgers hot dogs have a good time with my family take time to enjoy that day off enjoy the freedom we have as you mentioned um but we want to also take a, some time to remember that there's a reason we have that day. This this start of what we call the official start of the summer every year where we, or maybe unofficial start of the summer every year, where we take that day and we celebrate and we have this one of the first holidays that people get to take off again from work for a little bit. And we all get out and cook out and celebrate, go to the water, do whatever we're doing. But there's a reason we have that day. Hmm. And do we remember that? Are we passing that down to our kids? Are we letting them know why we celebrate that day? Mm-hmm. And make sure we do that. Make sure that we, we communicate that with them, instill those lessons on them, that there's a reason we have that day, that somebody sacrificed their life 
in a lot of somebodies, a lot of uh, mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters sacrifice their life for us to have that freedom. And to your point, we have the freedom to do whatever we want. And we get to go uh, share the gospel with whoever we want to, anytime we want to, without fear of somebody uh, attacking us. Mm. And as you said, we can't do that in any other country or many other countries. Mm. Uh, you are, will get persecuted for that. Um, our form of persecution here is maybe get made fun of by someone, and yeah. that is not persecution. <laughs> yeah. So um, not in, in the real sense. Um, so take time, share with the family, have fun with the family, remember someone, remember a family member, friend, uh, somebody, and, and maybe even put a name to a, a face, get a picture, and share that with the kids to say, here's somebody that died this time. This is what we're celebrating. This is why we can celebrate today and take that time. But not to make it a, a solemn day. Again, having fun. To celebrate, uh, we as, uh, again, as veterans, I don't want to make it a, a solemn day like that. We want to have a good time. Celebrate. There's The reality is, um, since the early 70s, we haven't had a draft. So the guys that died on the battlefield, they all volunteered for the military. They all volunteered for serving. And we volunteered and signed a dotted line that said, we will serve this country. And we knowingly did that, that something in combat could happen. We, we, we know that. Mm. Uh, we, we prepare for that. Um, not that we want to, but again, uh, don't want to take it like we're a victim at all. It's <laughs> all about uh, a sacrifice. It mm. was knowingly sacrifice our time, our life, if that's what it took to serve this country. And that's, that's the way we look at it, not uh, that it were a victim of anything. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Well, Mike, I appreciate you, man. Um, do you have anything else maybe you want to share? Anything that we didn't cover you want to touch on? Um, I, I think it's kind of what you were, you were alluding to earlier. Without, without Christ, we can't do anything. Without Christ, I don't know how people make it through a life in the military mm. and that service. And um, it, to me, would be almost impossible to mm. to go through that. Um, I would also say that there's a lot of people out that have served the military that just recently kind of brought to mind again through a, um, a death of a, uh, a veteran uh, that a lot of them are dealing and struggling with mental issues and PTSD and things that maybe we didn't recognize before. We didn't recognize as much years ago. Um, but for us in the civilian community now and us as veterans, reaching out to those around us that have served and uh, building relationships with them and deepening those relationships so we can see if there's if they do have some somebody they just need to talk to, somebody they just need to share with. Uh, it's a burden on the mind right now is how do we reach some of these people that may have may be struggling and mm. uh, reaching out to them and, and just letting them know that God loves them and we love them and we want them to mm. uh, talk to us if we need to. And so if there's anyone in the community that has that uh, has a struggle, uh, welcome to talk to them. They can get in touch with me, get in touch with us as a church, uh, be glad to talk to them and help mm. them through maybe through the process. And. Uh, not that I have any magic words to say, but just really just to, just to have a, uh, 
ear to listen and uh, and share God with them. So I think that's that's all. Awesome. So. Well, Mike, appreciate you, man. Thank you. And for those of you listening, hope that was uh, encouraging and challenging to you. Hope that you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend, remembering and celebrating those who have paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Uh, this is actually our second to last episode for the season of Rejoicing Together. We'll have one more episode next week uh, with Mr. Danny Dean, and then we're going to take a break for the summer, and we'll be back in August. So I just want to give you guys that heads up. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information about how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have a question about the podcast or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a blessed day.